and welcome back to the greatest song ever sung poorly. It's a karaoke podcast that is the direct result of when boredom meets fandom. I am your grossly sweaty karaoke host, Adam Wainwright. And I am your uh, cool as a cucumber co-host, Ed Kennard. I am extremely jealous of you being cool as a cucumber because it is 97 degrees outside in Newark, New Jersey, and I don't have working air conditioning in my apartment, so it is 81 degrees at the moment when I'm recording in this apartment. So I am very, very jealous of you being cool as a cucumber. I haven't even put my air conditioning in yet for for the year. I'm just getting to that age now where I'm like, no, this is great. I'm warm. I'm cozy. Oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna grunt and be just just a little <laughs> angry and jealous of either your body. Is that am I jealous of your body right now? If you haven't put your AC, I think I'm jealous of your body. That's the first time it, anybody's ever said that to you, huh? Not the first time, just the first time in a very long time. Well, but hey, da- Dad Bod's in now, so I mean, I guess I guess I'm good. I guess you are good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, you good, Ed. <laughs> you real good. Uh, beside that, though, like, I mean, life is good. Other than it being hot, I can't complain too much. And, and I hear you did some Tide one on, had a nice little celebration last night. Tell me about it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I went to a pride party out in Pittsburgh, um, brought my home karaoke machine, uh, lugged it up three flights of stairs. And, uh, you know, we had a gay old time. It was uh, it was pretty it was it was fun. Do you have was there a memorable karaoke performance that happened over the course of the evening? I'm going to say no. And I mean, the, the reason is no matter what. I think at-home karaoke is kind of the worst karaoke for me. You can't be as loud as you can be in a bar or a private room. Like, it's it's always in a constrained space. You're hearing the person sing, and then you're also hearing them through through the microphone because, like, just I, I, still, not, I still have not f- figured out the logistics of making something like that happen and work well. Well, you need to try harder, Ed. People are counting on you for these parties. They're they're counting on you, and you have the machine. Well, I did I, I did also bring whiskey, so I contributed in that way. So. Uh, I'm sure everybody appreciated that. And it's funny how small circles can be too, because you actually ran into one of my friends, Quinn, when you were out there. Yes, they uh they say hello. Um, they they glared at me when I said that uh I didn't like Hamilton all that much, but I explained that uh you know I I, I didn't like it when you made me listen to it. I liked it when I finally saw it. It, it was a different experience when I saw, you know, the acting that went with it, too. But uh, at, so at first they didn't like me, but then then I explained myself and then they were like, oh, and then we figured out that we both knew you. And I'm like, that's my best friend. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure that scored you points, too. Yeah. Uh, those are a great group of people like Quinn, that entire group of people. Um, just wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, and they were absolutely right to question you and be be wary of you when you said you didn't like Hamilton. I would be wary of you if we met for the first time and you said you didn't like Hamilton. Uh, but, you know, not speaking of Hamilton today, we're not going to dive into musicals today. That's for that's for another day, another place, another time. And if you had to summarize what we're talking about today in three words, exactly, what would you say we're talking about today? Three words or less? Three words, exactly. Karaoke is funny? karaoke is funny that's kind of it you i'll give you i'll give you uh, like 6.8 points on that so you can add them to your tally you know i'll keep score on my end you keep the tally uh 6.8 points for that today we're going to be talking about the funny side of karaoke and music just kind of in general because i think they're kind of um intimately related with karaoke nights or at least successful karaoke nights would you agree do you think there has to be some like a, a certain element of humor that goes into karaoke I think I have definitely seen funny things at karaoke, whether they were intentional or not. That's that's up for debate. But I think anything that you do that involves, you know, life's about laughter, man. If you're not if you're not laughing, you're not having a good time. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I and it's, I you know I I always feel that maybe it's not if it's not ha ha funny at karaoke. I always have moments where I just like there's a performance that somebody gets up there and does something so off the wall that you never expect it. Like I'm always a fan when somebody gets out like a big burly guy gets up there and then bust out like Sebastian from the little mermaid. Like there's just something visually funny and appealing to that. That may not be laugh out loud, but it's just like adds to the ambiance of the evening. Uh, do you have any particular memories Ed, that come to your mind about something that you saw at karaoke that really like you stuck, like sticks out to you even to this day as something that was extremely funny. Not, extremely funny um most of my experiences with things at karaoke being funny are people trying too hard to be funny but no the funny thing like you just said though is like i love it when i see like a 70 year old guy get up and do poison by bell bib devoe because i've seen that happen that stuck with me or you know you know a guy who sings in a perfect falsetto and you know can nail a whitney houston song i like that that level of surprise yeah i also like the surprise too when you like get a group of women up there and you're expecting them to do like uh you know what destiny child or or one of the backstreet boys or something like that i've had seen people go up there i'm like oh like people i've heard sing the entire evening and so you know it's miranda lambert and carrie underwood and adele is what they've been singing the entire evening and all of a sudden they get up to do a duet and you just assume it's going to be something on the country spectrum and then they go into salt and pepper and that always catches me off guard and like I get a kick out of that. And it's just like I, I think it livens up at night. I think it really can energize a crowd whenever you see somebody step up and just do something unexpected. And I think that's what we're talking about a little bit with humor, specifically with karaoke. But I mean, it extends beyond, you know, karaoke because of the nature of karaoke, like songs play a role in this, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've heard people do quite a few Weird Al songs at karaoke, which is which is nice for me because uh, I was a nerdy little kid who loved weird Al in the, uh, in the eighties. And I listened to the Dr. Demento show and like all those really off the wall things, they do really appeal to me. Do you have a favorite weird Al song? How about this? Give me your favorite weird Al song and the weird Al song best suited for karaoke. The weird Al song best suited for karaoke. Ah, that's a, that's a tough one. I'm going to say the, the one I've seen the most, maybe not the, uh, most suited. The one I've seen the most. Can, can we try to say it at the same time? Because I think I know what it is. Uh, so okay. So ready. Three, two, one. Amish, Amish paradise. paradise. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. It, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know that any is is better suited than any other. Just because you know what you know, you like what you like. Um. I mean, my my personal favorites are like the uh, the '80s stuff. Like I lost on Jeopardy, beat it or eat it. I guess. Um. Like stuff like stuff from that era. But just that's because that's what I grew up with. Although I, I will say his uh, his, his grammar based uh, blurred lines one, I forget the title of it. That one was fantastic. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, see, I, I tend to stick by like my favorite Weird Al song. I still think is The Night Santa Went Crazy. If you remember, there's something very visceral about that song that I appreciate. I don't recall that one at all. You need to go back and listen to it. It's what like it, it's a perfect uh, Christmas song, and it's just all about Santa Claus murdering everybody in the North Pole and all the reindeer. And yeah, it, it, it's about as good as it gets. Um, I, I also think, um, what was the name of the song that was a parody of American Pie that he substituted for? Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi. Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember that vaguely. That was a little bit like so. That's and when that when that came out, that was in my teen years, and I was then too cool for it. So I kind of missed, you know. 
I wasn't actually too cool. I just, you know. You know, since we're talking about Paradoise songs and Weird Al right now, I'm going to pull up Weird Al on Spotify, and we're going to play a game, okay? If you can get three of the top five most popular Weird Al songs on Spotify, I will give you an additional seven points today. Okay. Um, I will put my phone down so you can see that I am not also looking at Spotify. Uh, I will... I, I will give this a shot. I think I think I'm going to lose this, but okay. uh, uh, so I need to do three of the five. Three of the top five. I'm looking at the top five right now. I want to see right. if you can get three of the top five. Amish Paradise. Yes, that's number one. Eat it. That is not in the top five. Oh, fat. Not in the top five. Oh, that's number okay. seven. Okay. Um, eat it was not in the top ten. Wow. Wow. There is. Okay, some of them are a little bit newer. Mm-hmm. One of them, I don't know if it was on a Weird Al album or if it's just a song by Weird Al. Okay. Um, Yoda? Yeah, The Saga Begins. We'll give you that one. The the That's what I was talking about. It's The yeah. Saga Begins. Yep, that's that number four. Uh, all right. I would say uh, that you I... definitely know one of these because it's the definition of both of us pretty Like, the, the title defines both of us pretty well. White and Nerdy. That was it right there. That's exactly what I was trying to describe to you. Number two, white and nerdy. I think that describes us both pretty well. Uh, that's number two. Number three was the Captain Underpants song. Whatever that may be. I, I have no idea. Number five was Party in the CIA. Because yeah, Weird Al's... Man, like, I, I always trip that Weird Al's been doing this for what, 20 plus years now. 30? Oh, out of, Weird Al's been doing this 40. for 40 plus years. Jeez. Oh, that dude... Dude's amazing, but he's not the only he's one. In his 60, he's in his sixties, and he looks younger than us, which kind of makes me jealous and mad. Um, but you know, you know what's great about him in particular is that he's actually a really talented musician, which really helps get his stuff across. He really is. Like he's he's just fantastic to listen to, and he seems like it's like he's just one of those people that seems like a sincerely good dude, like somebody you'd want to like sit down and just chat about life with which i think there's a lot of value to and his songs do translate really well to karaoke too there's some songs that like don't because people try to be like they feel like they need to imitate the artist and they try to be funny with it which yeah i know you have very specific feelings and could you tell me your feelings about people trying to be funny at karaoke i think if you're trying too hard (laughs) to be funny you're not going to be funny And I think a lot of the songs that people think are funny <laughs> are not actually funny. Oh, Ed, Ed, I'm so, I'm so sorry, uh, but I was, I was just thinking of this, this really funny joke that I heard about karaoke. And oh, since God. I'm thinking about this and I have your attention now, I think it's time we revisit the karaoke humor podcast that i was planning on I, i'm so excited i still haven't thought of a name for it but i would like can i can i run a couple more test jokes by you we've done this once before but i figure it's a humor episode i'm thinking of the joke now is the time for me to try to like bring this back and get a second opinion because it didn't go great the first time you didn't seem receptive but i think i have some real killers this time so okay. do, can you can you humor me ed i will give it my best shot to not look at you with utter disdain while you do this. <laughs> oh, oh, Ed, you're, you're funny. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Try this one on for size. I was already on stage when I realized Take On Me was a bad karaoke song for me to sing. It was a real aha uh-huh moment. <laughs> okay. 
All right, that was good. No, I I, I like that. That's you liked it? Yes. yes. Yes, we finally got one. Oh, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Let's see if we can keep this roll going, okay? I tried to sing Danger Zone five times at karaoke night, but kept forgetting the lyrics. I think I already know the punchline of this. What's that? Did you get Did you get shut down for having too many logins attempts? Yeah, that was it. That was 100%. You got it. Okay. Okay. So you know what? I'm going to try a long form one. I'm going to tell you a story now, Ed. Okay? Because I think some jokes aren't just, you know, we're, we're talking a lot of punchlines and simple, like, one long. But the, I need to tell you a story. Go ahead. Okay. So a couple go to a bar during karaoke night, and they hear a man sing the most beautiful cover of Stairway to Heaven they have ever heard. Well, since they were planning their wedding at this time, they approached a the man after his performance. Wow, that was an amazing cover. Would, would you like to come perform at the reception of our wedding, they ask him. Oh, I would love to, he says. As a matter of fact, I'm a justice too, and I could even wed you two in the same day, he replied. So it was settled, and the man showed up to the wedding and wed the two together. Everything was going just perfect until the reception. Every song the man sang was horrendous. He was off-key in every verse, and at some points, even forgot the lyrics. You know what the moral of the story is, Ed? No, I don't. Never book a judge by his cover. <laughs> Adam, I am so happy that uh, later on we're going to be talking to an actual comedian, because that, that, just, that just hurt. That, that, was, that, that was painful. And your words right now are painful. Uh, oh, but okay, we, we need to try one more. Um, okay, let's see. I, I'm, I'm digging, I'm digging. I'm gonna find, I'm gonna find a good one. We did, no. Okay, 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 I got it. I got, I got it now. This one doesn't win you over. I promise that this will never ever happen again on this podcast. Ed. Oxygen and iron are on a date at a karaoke bar and everyone is telling them to go sing. So they say, we're a little rusty, but we'll give it a shot. Get it? Oxygen? Uh, All right. Yeah. No, that's good. That's, yes. That's good. Yes. Cool. Yes. 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 So I'm. So I'm going to start planning and moving forward with this karaoke joke idea. You heard it right here, folks. Ed loved this entire segment. He loved being a part of this, and he sincerely enjoyed all the jokes I told. Uh, Hyperbole is a form of humor, so I guess that I guess that works. I guess so too. Ed, would you say I was trying too hard to be funny right there, though? Yes, I would. God, yes. Do you find this happens often at karaoke? Yeah, I mean, we've all seen, and maybe we haven't all seen, but uh, I've certainly seen somebody get up and do something like uh, Bloodhound Gang, the lap dance is always better when the stripper is crying, which isn't actually funny, and it's always like some sad neckbeard dude, and, you know, like, no one's actually laughing. Like, if they're laughing, they're laughing at the guy, not with him. Like, he's not, you know... I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, I think it ties into when inside jokes, I think are a big thing that happen too. A lot of times with like group performances when everybody gets up there and it's clear the group's having a good time, but there's some kind of inside joke tied to it. So, you know, any Backstreet Boys song, I feel like this is a big thing where it seems like they're laughing their asses off and everybody's singing on stage. And it's just like, it almost feels inclusive sometimes. If that mm -hmm. makes any sense, where people are like a very specific group of people are having a good time while everybody else is looking at them like, what the fuck are you even doing right now? Uh, do you think that includes like those inclusive moments? Uh, 
hinder or hurt? Like, do you, like I can see the value for individuals enjoying the night, but do you think that they're like a detriment from the enjoyment of everybody when you have those inside jokes happening? No, you know, I, I don't think so because I think everyone's getting their own thing out of karaoke and I don't think someone else, like, I don't think someone else's fun is going to limit yours. I don't also want to, you know, yuck someone else's yum, but I mean, yeah, I, you, you get your time on the stage, however you want to use it, you know, you use it. And I think that's just kind of the bare minimum for like a decent karaoke night is like live and let live. Do you have a favorite funny song to perform? Or a song oh. you would think's amusing or that you know the crowd really, really like seems to enjoy like in a different way than like just being amazed at your performance. Like I think of there's, okay, so there's a couple things that pop into my head uh, when I think about this. I think of, you know, one of my personal favorite karaoke songs, which is So Fucker Gently by Tenacious D. I think anything by Tenacious D is, uh, we, we focus so much on Weird Al that I want to try to like really be, try to be a little bit more, you know, expand that artist range a little bit more. I think Tenacious D is an underrated source for fun at karaoke nights. Because, listen, Jack Black's not the best singer. Kyle Gass isn't the best singer. They're not bad singers, but they're not the best. But they are so absolutely committed to what they do and their act that it just, it's something. So if you get somebody that's really committed to singing Tribute or Fucker Gently, you know, or uh, what's Karate, I think is the other one. You know, the with Karate, I'll Kick Your Ass. I actually don't know that, no. Karate, I'll kick you. And I think, like, you know, it can be funny, too. Like, Party in the USA. Like, you or I sing Party in the USA. Would you say that's, a, like, a funny thing? Do you think you can be funny just from song choice, or do you think there's more to go into it? You know what? Yeah, I, I will say that, because, like, you know that my karaoke thing is uh, doing songs I've never heard before, and I'm sure it was hilarious when I got put in for um, Work Bitch by Britney Spears, which I'll say, I still think I did a pretty good job for never having heard the song before. I actually did think of a song that I, song that I like to do. I don't do very often. Um... I need an older crowd to do it um, because it's like it's like pre Weird Al. But um, have you ever heard Tom Lehrer? I'm not, not a fan. It does ring a bell. Um, he was a, a novelty act, you know, from the before times, the way before times. I want to say it was like 50s, 60s, 40s, somewhere in there. But he has songs that are called things like Poisoning Pigeons in the Park, uh, The Masochism Tango. That's the one that I enjoy doing. It's a it's a fun song. It sounds like like the music sounds like an old Cole Porter song and uh you know, the lyrics are about dirty sex stuff. So it's it's fun. I don't think you can ever go wrong with dirty sex stuff, Ed. I'm pretty sure that's just one of those universal kind of funny things at a bar. You know what? Another one of my really, fa like, my favorite funny performances that sticks out to me now that we think about it a little bit more. Uh, it was, I believe the KJ is Keith. Was he the guy who did uh, At Our Place in Homer City? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Keith. Keith would take Bad Moon on the Rise... Uh, by ooh, I'm gonna, Creedence Clearwater. Yeah, CCR. Uh, he would take bad moves on the rise and he would turn it into like, you know, Keith was a decent singer, so he'd, you know, he'd do all right with it, but he would always turn it into, as opposed to, there is a bad moves on the, bad moon on the rise, would always, there's a bathroom on the right. There's a bad, yeah, the, like, it was, that always got me. I'm like, this is a guy, like, this is an example of somebody, like, just taking a karaoke song, making it his own, and, you know, the crowd always seemed to enjoy it, too, and I think that's what it really comes down to. If you can find a, a hook or a cover or your own version of a song where you change the words a little bit, uh, and, you know, it's something that people seem to enjoy, they should absolutely roll with it. I, I don't know if I've ever done that personally, honestly. I don't know if I've ever parodied a song, a karaoke parodied one yeah that one yeah that word <laughs> um 
I, yeah, I don't think I have. Um, I still think that the funniest things that you and I have ever done. Well, two things. Uh, every time that we failed miserably, because that's just always fun oh, yeah. and funny. Um, but do you remember how we got around a promise that we made at the Ironwood yep. Bar and Grill in 2009? I do. Uh, Would you want to tell that story or start it out at least? I, I can tell parts of the story and you can cover it. I, yeah. What was the exact promise that we made? Because I remember the performance we, and I remember the aftermath and what we did, but I can't remember exactly what the promise was. We promised that we were going to do a strip tease to Right Said Fred's I'm Too Sexy. Uh, that's right. And we did deliver on this too. So the Ironwood yes. Grill, I think we've talked about before, and it was a, a very much a karaoke haunt for Ed and I back in the day. We promised someone that we were going to do a strip tease for Right Said Fred the next karaoke night. And the Ironwood always had a good karaoke crowd too. Like a lot of times they were invested. They had, it was a big, big two level bar and they always seemed to be pretty busy for a weeknight on karaoke nights for whatever reason too. So Ed and I showed up in, you know, dress pants button-down shirts, ties, you know, prim and proper and ready for a good strip tease. Because, you know, that's what we had promised. We also realized that if we took our clothes off in the bar, we might not be allowed back into the bar that, that we loved so much. And that wasn't a risk we were willing to take. So we didn't want to be liars, but we couldn't go shirtless. We found a solution to this. Ed, go ahead and tell them the solution. Well, I mean, we got up. Right said Fred started. Um, sadly, I look more like the right said Fred guys now than I did then, you know, but and like not in a good way. Um, but, you know, we took our ties off and we and we swirled them around our heads. You know, we threw them into the crowd and we uh, ripped off our shirts, buttons popping everywhere, under which we had another shirt and tie. Yeah, that was that played really, really, really well with that crowd. They they ate that up. Buttons do fly everywhere. If you haven't torn a button-down shirt off, uh, try it. It's fun. It's fun. It, you feel you feel real strong. <laughs> Did you feel strong? I felt strong. No, not particularly. I mean, they, they are just buttons. They're so what? Okay, yo, no, I get your point. <laughs> no, but yeah, I would agree. I think that was uh, definitely uh, our, our best, our, our funniest moment at a karaoke. You know. Uh, I think to put a cap on everything and, you know, we're we're talking in, in generalities and like what our opinions are about being funny. But, you know, neither one of us, Ed and I, we're, we're charming, we're entertaining, but I wouldn't say any, either one of us are like really funny or we don't do this for a living. You know, we're not comedians and practiced and trained and put, you know, hundreds of hours into perfecting our craft. And we're going to talk to a guest who loves karaoke and is professionally funny. Is that a good summary, Ed, do you think? No, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say say both of those things. Uh, before we kind of transition into our, our interview with Thomas the Red, uh, do you have any other thoughts on humor at karaoke? Any kind of jokes to tell? Anything you'd like to add, Ed? No. <laughs> that was the funniest part of this entire segment. Uh, with that being said, what we're going to do right now is we're going to transition into our interview with Thomas the Red. So what you're about to hear is you're going to hear a clip uh, from one of his live performances. So we're going to give you his comedy side at the top. We're going to go through the interview with Thomas the Red. And at the back end, you're going to see here this this Viking, strong, striking comedian sing like an absolute angel after the interview. So we're that's gonna, the most accurate thing you've said all day. I absolutely know that for sure. So we're going to hit your little comedy coming up right now. Transition to the interview 
and then look forward to hearing him singing after the interview. This has been me, Adam, never understanding how to end this segment. And said to me, well, I don't believe in white privilege. That doesn't real. Ladies and gentlemen, look! I present to you white privilege. <laughs> I'm inside of a bar with $10,000 worth of swords for no fucking reason. Because fucking that's why. So go ahead, marry somebody you met at a bar. Get a face tattoo. Because none of us are getting out of here alive. <laughs> the other day someone said, why do you have so many swords? I don't know, why do you have so many guns? Well, I gotta protect myself against the uh, government. Well, I have to protect myself against dragons. <laughs> At least I'm honest in my delusions. You know what the US government and the dragon have in common? You have about as good of a chance fighting it one on one. Everyone in the NRA is a Chris Kyle cosplayer. to my favorite karaoke hustler and the world's only Viking stand-up comedian. Despite being approximately the same age and growing up a town apart, uh, I didn't meet him until I saw a listing while traveling for karaoke immediately following a stand-up show. And the comedy and karaoke were both great folks. A hearty, sung poorly welcome to Thomas the Red. Thank you, thank you. Thomas, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Uh, like, we're really excited to have you here today. As, uh, I'm doing great. Sunshine in beautiful California. Uh, growing up in PA, you know, I definitely appreciate that. There's like maybe two weeks out of the year that I'm used to where it's like actually tolerable outside. It's just immediately goes from blizzards to ball sweat. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely happy to be out here. Yeah. How you guys doing? Uh, well, we're firmly in the ball sweat out here. Uh, I'm in uh, New Jersey right now and I'm firmly in the ball sweat. It is 95 oof. degrees outside and they have not fixed the air conditioning in my apartment yet. So it is about 80 degrees inside my apartment. So... Yeah, firmly, firmly in ball sweat. That's how we're doing. I'm doing. I can't speak for Ed. I'm just always sweaty. I sweat like a <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, hey, you know, Tom, we brought you on today because we, you know, we're talking about comedy and karaoke. And you know, after Ed told me a little bit about what you do, we thought that you'd be the perfect person to have on board. Uh, could you tell me, as somebody who knows nothing about your act, if you had to summarize your act in just a couple words, how would you summarize it to somebody who has no idea? So, like. Imagine if you were a giant nerd growing up and then you get bullied and shamed and, and beaten up over it. And then people are like, you know, maybe you should drop some of these hobbies or interests and, and conform. But instead, I doubled down and said, fuck that. But it all kind of started because uh, I was bored on the Internet one time and I decided to buy a sword because that's what you do when you're a responsible adult. So I bought a sword. And then I, uh, I looked up some sword laws, because that's what you do. And if a weapon is used in a dramatic performance, it can be carried anywhere. Now, if you're wearing planes clothes and you're covered in fake blood and, you know, doing wild shit that I do, people look at you kind of crazy. But if you dress up as a character, you can get away with anything. Like I've traveled across the country and carried like 15 swords and axes into a crowded bar full of drunken high people. And five years and counting, no one's gotten hurt. But uh, yeah, I essentially... <laughs> Um, dress up in full armor and I have real weapons, but I also like to fuck with people. 
Yeah. Um, one of my favorite go-tos for karaoke is uh, Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On, because no one ever expects a Viking to sing that song. And I, uh, I was in a lot of metal bands and stuff when I was younger, and I, I love heavy metal, but it's just always like... Like, try to talk to girls while that's going on. For You're not flirting with anybody to Cannibal Corpse. And if you do, you better marry that woman immediately because it's a special kind of person. What came first for you being on a stage, uh, the comedy or the karaoke? Oh, uh, definitely singing first. Um, I think the, uh, I remember watching the Fievel movie a lot when I was a kid. And I used to sing that Somewhere Out There song a lot. And then I used to do a lot of impressions. So I, I liked how opera sounded because my grandfather was actually an opera singer. So I would just be like, la, 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 ba, 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 ba. And I'm like, wait, that's actually how singing goes. So it was just natural ability to do that. And I was in like choirs and youth groups and I grew up in the church. So I was in like worship teams. So you learn a lot of mechanics and skills there, but like, if you don't have a band and I'm way too ADD to learn how to play guitar or piano, like well enough to like anyone who could do that is a fucking genius. As far as I'm concerned, like I, I, I can't, <laughs> but my dad always told me, he was like, well, if you're a good enough singer, you don't have to play an instrument. So I don't know if I'm at that level yet, but we'll see. So when you first got into karaoke, do you remember what the first karaoke song you sang was? Um, I think it might have either been something by Hootie and the Blowfish, or it might have been Corn. Um, it, you're like naming what I listened to when I was in high school right now. Those were like... Two of the main staples right there was Hootie and the oh, Blowfish, yeah. and then it was Corn and Limp Bizkit and Kid Rock and that entire, like, group right there. Oh, I love new metal. I mean, like, when growing up in that scene, like, you were like, oh, they're not real rock. We can't like that. But now everyone's just like, all right, we're almost 40. We don't have to be edgelords all the time. Like, if you like something cringy, like, fucking send it. Yeah. Like, like that. Ooh, ah! That song by Disturb, like it's it's so obnoxious, it's so bad, and it's good. You know, that's that's the way I look at it. So, so my question is, um, so I met you at karaoke when you were in character. Is right. karaoke different for you when you're not in character in any way? I mean, uh, it's just more fun. Like wearing all that nonsense is is essentially just being a walking billboard for comedy or whatever. And and you know, I I just. I, I enjoy wearing it. Like I spent a lot of money and time designing it. And I certainly get a lot more attention if I'm all sassed up because then they're like, all right, well, this guy's going to do something awesome. Cause why, you know, he wouldn't be dressed like that if he's not going to do something cool. So it's, it adds to the mystique. But I also liked, you know, like when I was younger, I was I don't know, about 400 pounds and just not a very, uh, photogenic person so it was always kind of fun of like all right I'm, I'm used to people judging me and staring at me and giving me shit all the time anyway so i'm gonna go on stage and if i kill it and then you know you, you can judge me on something i'm good at rather than you know your biased opinions based on my personal appearance yeah that's actually great to hear uh, we're gonna get a picture up on our twitter page too so people have some context about you know what you look like when you're in your full regalia you know would you refer to as regalia? My, my yeah, I, I, regalia. I've said full regalia a few times. Okay. So, you know, your regalia has to do something for you when you're, you're dressed in it. Um, I guess well, the chainmail definitely helps my posture, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. So the question I was going to get to was comedy is one aspect of what you do and karaoke is one aspect of what you do. Uh, 
what are the differences and similarities you find between the two? So like being on stage, I would say is probably the biggest high ever. And I, I have to decide whether the singing high is better than the making a whole room of people laugh high. But both of those I, I chase after a lot. Singing, I find a little bit easier just because like I've been doing it for so long that it's kind of autopilot. Now, granted, if I smoke too many cigarettes that day or whatever, it can get pretty difficult. But like making sure you're a character and on time, that gets it gets pretty old sometimes. But, you know, as far as like the similarness, like my methodology is the, you know, shock and awe. Like it's all about being absurd and just like when it comes down to the song choices I do, you know, like, cause a lot of people just take themselves way too seriously, especially with how things have been lately. Like you want to just not think about all the terrible things that are going on in the world. Maybe you just want a middle-aged man covered in armor and weapons to sing Britney Spears. Would you say it's that's fun. your go-to? You say, okay, so you use the word shock and awe. Um, other than, you know, obviously there's a little bit of shock with, you know, you singing karaoke and having a sword. Uh, but is there a go-to shock and awe thing that you do on stage? You have a song that's your real go-to shock and awe? I mean, like if I'm at a comedy show, most people don't expect someone to sing at all, let alone do well. So I, I started working on Disney parodies because one time I heard uh, A Whole New World. So I rewrote the lyrics to A Whole New World um, and I called it A Whole New Hole. And then people are always, just, the go-to thing is it's some sort of sexual connotations. And I'm like, no, it's about stabbing people because, you know, it's sex is bad, but violence is okay. That's That's the American <laughs> way. The one thing that I loved about seeing you do karaoke is that i mean obviously it's following a comedy show you're still in all your gear and i mean I, i'm just gonna like gas you up a little bit i mean you sing great thank um, you and you sing and you sing it straight like you don't like the singing part of it is not the is not funny it's just good and i love that i love that you know cognitive dissonance is there the, the giant redheaded viking singing celine dion really fucking well yeah i like it 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 just messes with people. And, you know, right before I left PA, I actually wanted to put together a cover band called the Pandering Boys. Cause I mean, you guys are back East, you know how it is. Like everyone just gets stuck in like the same 15, 20 songs. And I go to wing night on Wednesdays and, you know, I want to hear wagon wheel again. So I was like, I'm going to learn all these cringe songs and all these songs that everybody hates and fucking nail them out of spite and then still tell them that like this is, i hate all of you and this music is trash anyway here's wonderwall and then like oh my god and i have people crying about how good i did wonderwall because <laughs> i don't know have you ever had somebody cry over how well you did wonderwall not wonderwall but um i have had many a drunk middle-aged man say that was the most beautiful thing could i touch your sword and I had a biker like crying into my fur one time, I, I, which I find hysterical because all that bro dude alpha male nonsense who you see at bars all the time. And then they see me and all my nonsense. So they're always intimidated for some reason. They're like, oh, he's going to steal my girlfriend. I'm like, I'm just here to fuck around and find out. Like, I'm not, not paying attention to all that. But then there's always that jealous, insecure guy that comes over and like starts heckling me or giving me shit. Like, what are you, some sort of LARPist or, you know, they're just trying to be bullies. And I'm like, yeah, no. Like, 
I fight people with real swords and axes for fun on the weekends. Like, I love doing this shit, but I always tell them, you're fucking with the wrong nerd, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so spe- speaking of bands, uh, you, you uh, earlier today, you actually hit me up with some information. You're, you're in a new band now. Yes, um, I, I've been a member of Green Jello for a couple of years now. Um, if you guys remember Bill Man Speaker and Three Little Pigs song and a major part of Tool happening. Um, I opened for him a couple of years ago in Scranton. And then after the show, he's like, oh, we should hang out sometime. And I thought he was just being polite or whatever. And then a couple of months later, he hit me up like, hey, come hang out with us in the studio. So fast forward, I've been on tour for a couple of years with Green Jello, and then COVID happened. And then he was doing a New Year's show. And he was just like, well, you can do it on Zoom or you can come to Hollywood. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not doing anything like I was unemployed and just doing what everyone else did that that past year. So I I came out and then as soon as I got here, I fell in love and I was like, I I, I need to move on and start doing stuff. And then uh, every Saturday we uh, perform on Hollywood Boulevard and, you know, we do a a green jello vision on Facebook, I believe, you know, it's, it's basically just a variety show, comedy, music, live bands. Like we had suicidal tendencies there. I was really mad because uh, the guy from Crazy Town was there and I didn't realize that. And I have a weird obsession with that butterfly song because it's just, it's so cringe. But I was just like, I have so many questions about this song. And I, so I'm going to yell at him next week about it. So I can, you know, I want to know more about the butterfly song, but it, it's just been a blast. And then just last week, like Angela Moore of uh, Fishbone, he was the, the singer for the house band, but you know, he, he's uh, I think he's just on hiatus or they might be starting touring again. I'm not sure all the details, but in the meantime, Bill was like, well, you want to be a house band leader? And I was like, all right, fine. So in like two days, we threw all these guys together and I'm singing off my phone and I felt like a dipshit, but I watched the recording and I was like, considering I didn't hear half of these songs before in my life, like it, it came out pretty good. And now since that's my thing right now, I'm going to be like, all right, every week I'm going to go walk to the studio and practice my vocals. Cause that's another thing that sucks about COVID because really haven't been able to do much karaoke. Like, yeah, I could sing in my house or sing in my car, but it's not the same. So prior to, prior to this, like, had you done any green jello songs at karaoke? It was funny, like right before Rona hit, I did Three Little Pigs at uh, O'Malley's in Pittston. And I loved karaoke there. Uh, I think they just started it up again. But anyway, I put this on. He's like, oh, I fucking hate this song. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in the band. (laughs) And he was just like, but he didn't believe me. That's the hilarious thing about NEPA is like, like, I know the guys in the Messengers or Messengers, or right? and they, like, tour internationally, but, like, they'll come home and then, like, oh, it's 10-minute drive. I can't do that. Like, you can't impress anybody in Scranton and Wilkes-Barre. It's hilarious. <laughs> but that made me a better performer. Like, I, I always thought that, like, I'd go out to New York City or Chicago or L.A. and get eaten alive, and it's really cutthroat. But I'm so used to, like, battling people, like, what are these 
doing on the stage. Uh, I'm trying to watch the game or they're fighting with their girlfriend or so when you go to a real city and I'm not disparaging Scranton too much, but I am. But uh, when you go to a place where people are like, oh, we're at an entertainment venue, let's sit down and shut the fuck up and listen. I'm, I'm happy that I, I started my nonsense from the ground up in a place that has no arts and entertainment whatsoever because it, it made me stronger to be where I am now. And I have a big thank of that is this karaoke. It, it really is a thing for Western Pennsylvania. You, I think you hit the nail head, like right on the head where it's almost an escalating thing when you're performing in front of a crowd in Western Pennsylvania. I think Ed and I learned that early on too, even just, you know, just going to karaoke is to get a crowd involved in what you're doing at, in Western Pennsylvania with, especially if like the Steelers or Penguins or Pirates are playing or if they're, oh, yeah. and Scranton, it's the Phillies, you know, all the garbage Eastern Pennsylvania teams. Uh, but it's it's an escalation, and I think we both, you know, that's why I think we got to where we did, and some of the stuff, the crazy nonsense stuff that we do, uh, is a direct escalation of <laughs> trying to just entertain everybody, and it's it's a challenge. So you're right, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because I just moved, like I'm living outside New York City now, and some of the times, the few times before everything got shut down because of COVID, that I went out to like karaoke, I'm like, this is this is nothing. Like it's easy to entertain these people. Like if you're there yeah. for a committed venue for something, like it's really easy after dealing with the nonsense you deal with in Pennsylvania. Yeah, because there's only like three or four bars bars in town. So if someone's trying to do something that isn't just being alcoholic. Uh, the locals don't seem to care for that too much, but you know what? We, we've had a lot of fun here today and like, I really appreciate your insights and it sounds like you're doing great, you know, heading out West and you're finally settled onto a thing. And for me, it's great to see, but right now we're going to, you know, play a little game with you that we like to call uh, hit me with your best shot. So over the course of this game, we're going to ask you five questions, answer as quickly as possible. You don't owe an explanation to anybody. So give us what comes on the top of your head and roll with it. Uh, okay. After those five questions, you're going to have a chance to fire away. You can ask Ed and I any question that may be on your mind. It can be personal. It can be karaoke related. We don't care. We solemnly swear we're going to answer correctly. Uh, do you feel good about that? Do you have any questions before we get started? Nope. Let's send it. All right. Question number one. What is the best thing you have seen at karaoke? Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of really great singers, honestly, and back home even like you never know who might walk into a room i've seen people that should be getting recording contracts it was i don't know i can hit a lot of different stuff but anyone who can do like a really good r&b rendition i'm just like or just vocal inflections that i'm not able to do i'm always just like yeah that type I don't know if that's a good answer, but that's, that's the one a great I got. answer. That's a great yeah. answer. Oh yeah, we forgot that's part of the rules. Yeah. No justifications. No. It's a great answer. Next one. What's the worst thing you've seen at karaoke? It's a toss-up. There's always that one guy who's like, Oh, I'm gonna do a song, but I don't like karaoke, so I'm gonna do tequila and I'm gonna clog up the fucking song list and I wanna make sure that I get to sing tequila. There's that fucking guy. And then there's um off tune Shania Twain girl. Who just thinks that like if you sink through your nose, that means you're a country singer. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's all about having fun. And if you don't know how to sing, who cares? But there's nothing better than someone who thinks they're hot shit. And I'm like, you're not even hitting the notes in the keys. Seeing a lot of that. But if you're self-aware about it, it's fine. You know, you know, William Hung like has a gold album and shit. And then 
made enough money to become like Dexter from that show in real life. So there's always one person like that, the Barton William Hung's a personal hero of mine. And we'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> but um, what is the one song you would love to sing at karaoke, but you've never been able to find a good instrumental version of? Oh, man, that happens a lot. Um, I do like singing Tool a lot when I can, but usually those types of tracks are not so great. Uh, with the MIDI files, same with Deftones or just a lot of those like new metal songs or anything with heavy metal. And then it just sounds like it was built with a Super Nintendo soundtrack. It just kind of takes away from it. I think I did um, Closer by Nine Inch Nails, whatever. I think that's what it's called. But yeah, it just sounded so ridiculous. Like I should have just now, if I sing that now, I would have rolled with it. I was like, all right, just imagine Trent Reznor in an ice cream truck. And that's how this fucking song is going. Okay. So you're in a brand new place while traveling and you only have the chance to sing one song. What do you pick to make your mark? I mean, it's always going to be My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. I don't know why I could hit that song well. I don't understand music enough. Like I understand music in my own dumb language, but as soon as somebody's like, what tabs or letters or numbers i'm like no i just speak and spell it until it's right for hours and hours but that's in my vocal range and i could do all the the uh the the key changes and stuff and then if i'm in all my nonsense i usually uh do a drop down and, and drop a sword into the floor because again if you're dressed like an asshole you can get away with it they're like oh he's got chain mail he knows what he's doing like it's ridiculous one of these days I need to travel to, I, I desperately want to hear you sing this song. I, I'm going to have to find a place that you're performing to hear you sing this song. If you could magically strike one song from every karaoke playlist forever, which song would you choose? That is also a tough one. I gotta think of one that someone always tries to sing, but butchers. Probably, what, what's that one where, uh, I, I want to take Bobby McGee away. Not because I hate the song. Mm. But the, the amount of girls that I've seen try to do Bobby McGee and, and they don't they just don't have the uh, air control that Janice Joplin does or or oh no, I'm changing my answer. The take it to the limit one more time because they say take it to the limit one more time about 12 fucking times. That I, is that song is like 45 minutes long, I think. I just distinctly remembered how much that song makes me angry. So that's my answer. Oh, those were both great answers. And we'll yeah, yeah. You'll get no argument from Ed or I. Uh, but Tom, you did great. You know, you, you handled, you handled uh, we, we hit you with our best shot. Now you have an opportunity to fire us away. So go ahead, throw one question towards Ed and I, and we will solemnly swear that we will answer, you know, honestly and such. All right. Um, Ed, what is your go-to cringe song? My go-to? Uh, define that for me because I'm... So on for me, <laughs> if, I, if I'm just, I, I just want to really embrace the cringe, I'll do like Aerosmith, Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Cause it has that feel good, you know, whatever, but it's just that every time I hear that song, I just imagine Ben Affleck being in love with Aerosmith's daughter. And, you know, it's just weird. It's just over top campy. Okay. Over, over top campy. Um, well, campy, my go-to campy song. I, I don't know if it counts as cringe or not, but uh, my favorite thing to do that's in that range, I guess, is uh, sweet transvestite from Rocky horror. I absolutely love it. I absolutely uh, dive into it. Uh, I love doing it. I did it in costume once. I was coerced to go out for Halloween. And if we ever, uh, if I ever put my stuff on here, that's probably the video I'll, I'll use is me and drag doing uh, 
I, I would love to see that because that takes a lot of a lot of guts and balls to do. And then no, that that that's your my heart will go on because it's just like I'm gonna do this and no one's gonna expect it and I'm gonna fucking kill it. No, nah, they expect it. Uh, <laughs> Adam, I don't know. I, I'll switch it up again because <laughs> yeah, do I don't it. know. That's how my brain works. Do it, yeah. Well, well, I would like both of your opinions on this one because I actually did like that question. Um, what song would you guys eliminate if you had the choice? Like, what's your like go to? I fucking hate this song. Uh, there's. Okay, so uh, as a preface for this, um, Ed and I, I'm going to eliminate the option for Ed and I to choose picture because I think oh. that's one of the like at the top of this. We have we have talked so much on this podcast about our pure hatred of picture, so we're going to eliminate that as a choice, and that, okay. I think that's going to be the unspoken so we, choice. So we, have, we have to think now. All right. Yeah, no, we have to think a little bit because there there has to be some other ones. Yeah, there. I'm vaguely thinking about that song now, and I'm just like, I can't really imagine anyone nailing that to the point where it's not a fun time. That's right up there with uh, Savage Garden. Yeah, oh, fuck those guys. You forever. Yeah, no. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pick something a little off the wall. Uh, maybe not off the wall. I I don't want to hear anybody sing Superman by Eminem anymore. I'm I'm tired. Yeah. Like, and it seems like nobody can do it well or properly and stuff like that. And just the messaging behind it just isn't. It's very cringeworthy nowadays. And I feel like you know, Eminem's can is arguably a cringeworthy artist. And but there's other songs you can do that aren't as cringeworthy. And Superman is just the worst. I think one of the worst of the worst. And nobody can do it properly. So you're talking about a cringeworthy song that people somebody's gonna butcher because yeah, Eminem's not easy to. Yeah, he's that's not an arty, easy artist to emulate, emulate when you're on stage. So I'm going to go with Superman by Eminem. Uh, my choice for this is <laughs> going to be, you know what? It's going to be Piano Man by Billy Joel because every time somebody <laughs> obnoxiously bring a prop, and by a prop, I mean a harmonica, every oh. time somebody has been that guy, it has been that song. So if I could uh, eliminate that song to eliminate the harmonica... And I actually have a friend who does the harmonica stuff, but he does it with like other songs. But it's it's, it's that there's just that one guy who shows up. Do you know what I mean? He shows up ah. at karaoke. He brings his harmonica. He does Billy Joel. I'm like, I hate that guy. I do hate that guy too, as well. Uh, right up there with those guys are anyone who tries to do Johnny Cash or Queen and can't do it justice. I okay. I will say this: uh, if I'm at a karaoke night and that for Queen. Like, there's no, that's, yeah. For both those artists, I agree. Johnny Cash, though, I can do justice, and I can do Johnny Cash really damn well. So what I like to do with karaoke nights is if somebody gets up and sings Johnny Cash and I haven't yet, and they do badly, I like to get up. My very next song is going to be Johnny Cash, just so I can covertly I, I, embarrass the I've, shit out of them. I've yeah. totally pulled that move. And I used to be a lot more sassy when I drank. So I'd, I'd see someone, you know, go up there, you know, and I'm like, and then I hear it and I'm like, you can't do that to Johnny. That's that's actually how I feel when somebody raps in a bar and I'm like, mm, no, no, now I have to. Yep. Now I have to. I wasn't going to, but now I have to. Yep. So what we just learned is we're all petty as shit. Uh, <laughs> and, on, and on that note we'll kind of wrap things up a little bit uh, uh tom it's been great having you here today thank you so much it's for taking the time to do this yeah like uh yeah this has just been a like an absolute pleasure and joy for me is there i'm gonna give you just the floor for a minute is if there's anything you want to plug any kind of social media any kind of upcoming shows albums anything you got going on please let the people know where they can find you follow you in a tent sure well if you're in the la area i have a a show coming up on June 23rd at the Federal 
And then June 24th, I'll be down in Anaheim. My website's thomasred.com. I have that up and running again. I do have some stuff on YouTube and I tried to do Twitter and I tried to do Instagram, but I'm primarily on Facebook. So if you put Thomas Red on Facebook, I'll pop up there um, on my fan page. Uh, like I said before, I'm uh, performing with Green Jello every Saturday. If you look up Green Jello Vision on either YouTube or Facebook, you'll be able to see that there. Um, and there's links to, you know, booking, merchandise, everything like that on thomasred.com. So that's kind of the go-to where to get in contact with me. And, uh, and I'm even the type of person that, like, if you cover a plane ticket and a place to stay, I'll travel anywhere and do my bullshit. I'll, I've done shows in people's backyards. I don't care. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's awesome to hear. And like I said, one of these days, I definitely want to take advantage of you know seeing you perform. Uh, Ed, do you have any additional questions? Any uh, thoughts to add? No, uh, just thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. Uh, good seeing you again. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, good luck out there. Thanks, guys. Uh, I love to visit another time you know uh if you guys have uh, you know a couple months do another episode or something absolutely and uh yeah it's been a pleasure hell um, yeah hell yeah i'll Thank see you. you guys soon yeah we'll see no you problem. soon and like uh like i said we hope to see you singing on a screen sometime soon hell yeah but do not worry ladies and gentlemen because i have the answer that we have all been waiting for the first straight white male disney princess <laughs> and to prove my point I have prepared for you a little song. If it works properly. So far, so good. I could show you a sword Shining steel so gleaming Come here, peasants, I want to show you what you look like inside. I could sever your spine, hew your limbs off so cleanly, spill your intestines across the floor and let dogs feast on your corpse. A whole new hole, a whole new hole inside of you. I could cut off your legs, or even your head, or I could cut a whole new hole, new hole, a whole new hole inside of you. I could cut off your legs, or even your head, or I could cut a whole new hole in you. I could burn down your house, slaughter your entire family, come away to victory one dead peasant at a time. A whole new wall, a whole new wall inside of you. I could cut off your legs, or even your head, or I could cut whole new hole in you. Stick my thumbs in your eyes. Would your head look nice on a spike? I could cut off your legs or even your head or I could cut a whole new hole in you. A whole new hole. A whole new
you enjoyed hearing Thomas the Red sing right there. And since you stuck around this long, I'd, I'd just like to thank you. Just just from the bottom of my heart, thank you for sticking around with us. And, you know, thank you for being a part of our, our nerdy, nerdy, wonderful obsession. Now, if you'd like to dive in even deeper, you know you can always send us an email at sungpoorly at gmail.com. Oh, oh, we're also on Twitter at sungpoorly. And if you haven't yet, please, please, please go over to iTunes, leave a five-star review, and tell us what you love about the podcast. Mainly just talk about me. I mean, if you feel necessary to talk about what Ed brings, like, you could do that too, I I guess. But the important thing is you go over there, you follow, you subscribe, you like. And once again, I just want to say, hey, thank you. I would like to thank Ben Dumb for uh, providing our theme song, being a great friend, and... uh... A, a wonderful musician. You should really check out his latest project, The Ben Dumb Three, on Spotify or other music platforms. Buy his previous albums when it was, uh, you know, Ben Dumb and the Deviants or the Marauders. If you if you like rockabilly, uh, he should be up your alley. Buy all his music. Just just go ahead and do it. Buy all his music right now. I'll, I'm gonna wait. Ed, you and I are gonna pause the podcast for a second and just wait for so everybody has a chance to buy Ben Dumb's music. Ready? Sounds good. Okay, ready. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's about about enough time, I think, for everybody to go buy all of Ben Dub's music. And now that you've done that, make sure you tune in two weeks from now when we talk to two people who know that, like podcasting, karaoke is often better with a partner. Aww. It's really nice of you to say, Adam. I know. It was so nice me to say to you, too. (laughs) Oh, before we go too far, that's it. That's all. There is no more. So until next time, I'm Adam Wainwright. I'm Ed Kennard. And remember that singing off key is still technically singing. Ugh.